It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds podcast on a Wednesday. Great to have you in. I'm James Erpine on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Reds. Thank you so much for making us part of your day as the Reds getting set about an hour away from Reds baseball. And we're just a few minutes away from Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. I can't wait to talk to Doug about a variety of topics, including Jesse Winker, the pitching rotation, and so much more. Doug wrote about Amir Garrett. And if you remember, Amir Garrett got off to a great start last year. He was a guy I, I was looking at and I was like, man, he could be a part of the future. And then he got injured and we didn't know he was injured and he started to struggle. And he wrote about Amir Garrett. So I can't wait to ask him about that and so much more. But uh, you can subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe on Megaphone. We're working to get on other platforms. Make sure you check out LockedOnReds.com. If you're new to the podcast, we're on Episode 7. It's a daily Reds fix. You come here, get your daily Reds fix. Usually podcasts will be within that 20-minute range, give or take a few minutes. And um, I, I can't wait for the season to start 29 days away from Reds baseball. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, let, let's uh, let's get to something I'm working on getting Jonathan Mayo, uh, Jonathan Mayo, who works for MLBPipeline.com and looks at every minor league club and every all of the – the, the feeder clubs, right? All of the minor league clubs ranks the systems. MLB Pipeline, their top 10 farm systems. The Reds come in at number eight. And um, it's it's interesting. There, there's good and bad to that. Here is a cut. Mike Rosenbaum of MLB Pipeline on the Reds farm system and why they're the eighth best farm system in Major League Baseball. The Cincinnati Reds check in with the eighth best farm system this year, a product of them having five top 100 prospects in Nick Senzel, Hunter Green, Taylor Trammell, Jesse Winker, and Tyler Molly. Senzel has surpassed expectations as a pro, and that says something considering he's the number two overall pick in 2016. He's a potential batting champ who also offers power and is impressing this spring at shortstop to go along with his work at third base. Pair him with 2017 number two overall pick Hunter Green, a projectable righty who can reach triple digit with his fastball, and the Reds have one of the better hitter-pitcher combos in the minors. Beyond those two, Trammell shows the makings of becoming an impactful regular, and the club has already begun to receive contributions from Winker and Molly. What's more, the Reds' depth extends well beyond their top 100 contingent, as the system has talent at every position, the majority of which is homegrown. Homegrown. And you heard the uh, general manager of the Reds yesterday on the podcast Homegrown talent, they need that talent to start panning out this year, start working this year, start getting to getting them to that next level. And I hope that's the case. I hope that this year, and I'm going to say it, you're going to hear me say it a lot on this podcast, it's the set-the-table type year. And with that, let's set the table for Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. He's on Twitter, at DougDirt24. Doug, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Locked On Reds podcast. I have to start, you wrote about it, RedsMinorLeagues.com, Amir Garrett, and uh, his first outing of the spring, it looked a lot like he did early last season. You know, last year, Amir got out to a great start, but, you know, things kind of fell apart pretty quickly, and at the, at the time, we didn't understand why. Uh, it turns out, you know, he was hiding a hip injury from the Reds a little bit, and it started to bother him, and he, he was never the same after those first few starts, you know. The velocity was never really there. Uh, he started struggling with control, Things just kind of they went south on him. Let's be honest. But in the off season, he got a PRP injections, some stem cell injections in his hip. He seems to be feeling a lot better. 
he came out and he was throwing 95 to 97 miles an hour in his first appearance in the spring. If Amir Garrett can throw that hard and he can get his control back, I mean, look out. I mean, what 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 are you going to do? You going to keep him out of the rotation? I don't care what the other guys are going to do. If Amir Garrett, left-handed pitcher, incredibly athletic, are going to come out and do that, I, I mean, that that's exciting. Hopefully, he can build upon that, and it wasn't just a you know adrenaline kind of thing coming out trying to show what he's got. You know, the first time out. If that's something that he can repeat. I don't know about anybody else. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, and I, I look at this rotation, and it's full of question marks, as is a lot of the, the Reds' roster. When you look at the, the starting pitchers, though, what the obviously Dick Williams has talked about, what Brian Price has said when it comes to that rotation, it sounds like there's only about one spot open. The guys that, that he's kind of grandfathering in or, or giving a, making the favorites, what, what do you think about them as far as Finnegan, DiScafani, et cetera? I mean, uh, the, the biggest question is, can everybody stay healthy? You know, I, I think that, you know, there's there's four spots that are locked up if everybody's healthy. You've got Bailey, Luis Castillo, Brandon Finnegan, Anthony DiScofani. I, I think that for reasons we all understand, whether we like them or not, those guys are locks, which leaves a handful of guys for that fifth spot. Um, the competition, it, it's strong for that number five spot. I mean, we just talked about what Amir Garrett's doing. You know, Sal Romano and Robert Stevens have both pitched very well down the stretch last year. You know, they're up there. They're going to give Michael Lorenzen a chance to work his way back to the rotation, which I'm not sure that I, I, I believe that they're really giving me a look. I think it's more of a, you know, he wants to, we're going to let him go out there and do it, but we'd really rather have him in the bullpen kind of thing. But, I mean, if he goes out and has a great spring, can you really keep him out of the rotation? If other guys don't, I don't know. And then, of course, you've got Tyler Malley, who he's the only guy that's pitched twice so far this spring among the guys that during the competition. and. All he's done is thrown four outstanding shutout innings. Yeah, um, and, and, I, I, it, it, it's a good situation for the Reds because it seems like they've got a lot of options, but there are a lot of question marks too. A lot of guys are just unproven, and the guys that are proven outside of Luis Castillo, and you can argue that 90 innings isn't really proven, they're all coming off of injuries. So I, there's a lot of upside with this Reds rotation, but there's still a lot of really big question marks and unprovenness in it as well. I always look at best case, worst case, and usually it ends up somewhere in the middle. Let's start with best case. What's the best case, you think, for the Reds starting pitching? I mean, the, the best case is they could be one of the better rotations in baseball. Uh, now, obviously, that's going to require a lot of help and everybody performing to their max abilities. But I, I think that you don't have to squint very hard to look at this rotation and say, yeah, all of these guys can be above average starting pitchers. Make sure you follow Doug on Twitter at DougDirt24. Let's look at a, a couple other positions here. And naturally, when, when you look at the, the Reds outfield, you, you think of Billy Hamilton, the speed that he brings. But it feels like Jesse Wink are going to get more playing time than ever. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Reds essentially having four outfielders for three spots? Uh, you know, if, if we look at what the Reds' issues have been in the outfield over the past couple of years, you know, they've had power. You know, Billy Hamilton doesn't hit for power, but they've had power from the corners. Mm -hmm. But they really struggle to have guys to get on base. Jesse Winker has always got on base, and he's got on base a lot. I, I think that it would be prudent to get Jesse Winker 150 starts. I, I think that he brings something to the lineup that has severely been missing. Um, and I know that right now it seems like they're going to try and work four guys into three spots. But I, I just think that the Reds really need to find a way to get Winker into that lineup. And while he, he may not be the defender that the other guys are, I think that what he'll bring to the offense is more important. But um, hopefully he gets off to a quick start and he, he kind of makes it a, a moot point. Yeah, naturally you think about center field. Is that something 
defensively, there wouldn't be no ex- expectation for Winker to be Billy Hamilton. But do you think he could play center effectively? No, not at all. And that's no disrespect to Jesse, uh, but he, he's worked hard on his defense, but he's nowhere near fast enough. And, I mean, he's he's ideally more of a left fielder than he is a right fielder. Um, I think that's his best position. But, yeah, I, I don't think there's any chance that he'll see any time in center field short of an absolute only in an emergency case. So you're you're thinking a rotation with Scott Shebler? And Adam Duvall. I, yeah. I think that it just kind of depends on matchups and um, – yeah, things like that. But, no, I, I don't think that either uh, Winker or Duvall are going to wind up in center field. And, I mean, I guess we're going to have to wait and see how much playing time Shebler gets in center field. Um, you know, in smaller ballparks, that may work. I'm not sure that you're going to play him too much in, you know, the parks when the Reds go out west where a lot of the ballparks are a lot bigger. Is there anything that surprised you so far about this spring training or anything that sticks out as something outside of the, the norm, the, the rotation, uh, what they're going to do in the outfield, et cetera? I think the biggest story for me, at least, has been that they're they're really sticking with Nixon Zell at shortstop. Yeah, you know, if, if we think back to the last you know six or seven years, the Reds have had these ideas they've kind of tossed around in the off season, uh, and for the most part, they haven't really given them too much thought once they've gotten into into games. You know, Aroldis Chapman's going to work his way back to the rotation, and you know that that never really happened. Um, you know, unfortunately, Rysel Iglesias' shoulder couldn't hold up, and they kept talking about putting him in the rotation. That didn't work. Um, but Nick Senzel, it seems like they're giving a, re- a real shot at shortstop, even though he hasn't really played there. And, you know, with, with all due respect to Jose Peraza, if Nick Senzel can play shortstop, that is a huge, huge thing for the Reds. That feels a very big issue, off- at least offensively, for the team. And if you can find a way to get both him and A. Eugenio Suarez in the lineup uh, and not have to really deal with, you know, taking a big down step or a, uh, I guess taking a step backwards with defense, um, you know, that, 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 that would be a huge thing for the Reds. And I, I think that, you know, I'm not entirely sold that he can do it, but I really like the fact that the Reds are giving, giving it a real look. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I talked, and, and I know you probably saw this, Doug, the, the first spring training game when Billy Hamilton was, it was announced that he was the leadoff hitter. <laughs> People had a meltdown. I want Brian Price to make every, it, it's spring training for a reason, make every single experiment move at anything that he's thought about late at night he's like ah maybe we should try it why not try it that's what spring training's for right i mean it, that's partially what it's for yeah and <laughs> I, and i think that you're right um if if brian price or the red front office have these ideas that they think may work there's no better time to do it than in spring training because i mean short of guys getting hurt what's the downside i mean there there is no doubt these games do not count short of if someone gets injured so see see what happens. Take take the time, and if it works out, then it's great. But if you never try it and it could have worked out, that's that's not a good look. Make sure you follow Doug on Twitter at dougdirt twenty four. He's Doug Gray RedsMinorLeagues dot com. Spending a few more minutes with us, I I want to react to or get your thoughts on Joey Votto's comments last week about the rebuild. And I heard them, and I get why he's frustrated. I think all of us are frustrated. What were what was your reaction? I think he's right, and it, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you 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 understand this too. You get you get phone calls, you get emails, you get people reaching out on Twitter. I, I think that a large chunk of the fan base is they're they're tired of the losing, mm-hmm. and they 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 understand the rebuild, but they don't care about it anymore. They want to see wins, and they want to see them now. You know, the Reds have lost a lot of games the last couple of years, and. 
Now, I will be perfectly honest. To be fair to the Reds, I think that things would look a lot different in the rebuild had the, had the starting pitching been able to stay healthy the last couple of years. You know, that would have solved a lot of problems. I'm not saying they would have been contenders, but you wouldn't have lost 90-plus games. And I, I think that that's a, a big thing that comes into the rebuild that a lot of people overlook because they just see all those losses and they're like, well, this rebuild isn't going the way that they had hoped. Yeah, and but, that, keep going. You know, but it's just like you've lost that many games, people get tired real quick. And it, it's not like you know the Reds have been you know, world beaters for the previous 10 years and have a lot to look back on. They made the playoffs, but unfortunately, they didn't get much out of those, out of those playoff appearances. So, uh, you know, I, I completely understand the fans' perspective of they want a winner now, and I think that Joey was absolutely right. Um, you know, people were just not willing to sit, that, sit back and watch another 90-loss team. They're, they're going to become apathetic if they're not already there. So we mentioned best case with the, the starting rotation. A worst case here for me, and I look at this Reds team, let's just say they, they win 68 games again or something in that, that why, realm. Why, why, why would you say that, though? Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, I hope to God it doesn't. I'm just worst case, right, that, that it doesn't feel like the rebuild's working. They, they realize that they have to kind of go into, like, phase two of it or backtrack a little bit and trade off some of these pieces, whether it's Suarez or the corner outfielders, et cetera. Is there a chance that maybe Joey Votto looks at this like, I'm not going through this again? I think that that's – he's not there yet, but I think if this year was bad enough that I think it could push him to that point because he's not getting any younger. I mean, anything is possible, but it seems that Joey's kind of made a claim that he wants to stay here. He wants to be a Red for the rest of his career. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say it's impossible, but I'd be surprised by it. I think that at this point he kind of knew what he was getting into. But I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. But I, I I'm very hopeful that that doesn't happen. Yeah. I, I and again that, that's worst case. I don't think that that happens or, or probably doesn't happen. As far as the minor leagues go, I think the one thing that is uh, got to be exciting for you is the fact that there are going to be so many young pitchers that don't make the club that are starting in AAA. That uh, I'm sure I'll come to you and and ask you questions about weekly. <laughs> well, I, I think that's one of the bigger things with this this season that makes it a little bit different than the past is that. There are a lot of options that seem to be ready to step into the major league role right now. You know, in the past, they've kind of it seems like they've called up guys that may not have been ready, but they didn't have another choice, short of going out and signing somebody in the middle of May. Who, if you're a free agent in the middle of May, are you really major league ready? Either you're probably not. Um, and I think I think this year they've they've got that depth at least right now. You know, if guys' arms start falling off left and right like it's happened in spring training the last couple of years, then you know maybe that changes things. But if, if they can get a relatively normal amount of health compared to the rest of Major League Baseball. I think they're in good shape to kind of overcome any injuries that do pop up because there are there are so many options right now as far as starting pitchers go that you probably won't have to go out there and let's say have someone go out there like Bronson Oil and have an ERA well over seven for half of the season. That <laughs> um, they'll have other options to go to at that point. You mean you don't want to see Bronson come back? Um, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> All due respect to Bronson, um, he was he was not he was not a good performer last year. <laughs> Follow Doug on Twitter at dougdirt24. Make sure you check out redsminorleagues.com. Doug, I appreciate the time, man. As always, well, thanks for having me on, James. I appreciate it. More Bronson Arroyo, please. That's Doug Gray, redsminorleagues.com. Good stuff. Going to join us every single week during the season to keep tabs. Give us keep tabs on the minor league system because let's be honest there's going to be a lot of good players that we want to keep tabs on from Nick Senzel to different pitchers whether it's Amir Garrett Tyler Malley etc 
Doug will be our go-to guy for that. Speaking of the minor leagues, MLB Pipeline started the podcast with MLB Pipeline's ranking of the Reds' eighth overall. Tomorrow on the podcast, Jonathan Mayo will join us. He writes for MLB Pipeline. Excited to have him on. You will hear my conversation with him on tomorrow's podcast. If you're new to this, simple, 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 simple. Reds content every day. I'm James Rapine. I host here ESPN 1530-700-WLW. I host Locked On Bengals as well. Locked On Reds, we're just getting started. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new, welcome. We'd love to have you. Share the news. Spread the good news. You get Daily Reds. I don't know if there's another Daily Reds podcast out there, especially ones that's bringing you Chad Dotson, Jonathan Mayo tomorrow, Doug Gray today. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. We're getting it done. As far as guests goes, you might hate me in my voice. Fair. Totally fair. But our guests have been great. Uh, you've heard from Dick Williams a couple times as well. We're only on episode 7. 29 days away from opening day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until tomorrow. I'm James Erpine. Make sure you check it out. iTunes. Leave a five-star. I repeat, five-star review on iTunes. Megaphone. And um, we will work to get it on other podcast uh, sites as well, like Google Play and all those. Locked on Bengals is on all of them. We'll get Locked on Reds there as well. By the way, check out LockedOnReds.com. Until tomorrow, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 